bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Bring Them Out with your hosts, Joel Richardson and Alan Hill. This is Soul Joel uh, inside the Speakeasy for another episode of Bring Them Out. Uh, Alan Hill, not here tonight. But we got our featured guest, one of my guys, my guys, Brendan Donegan. Thanks for joining me, man. <laughs> Hit him with the classic Soul Joel intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Soul Joel <laughs> coming at you live. Is well, this video, by the way? Yeah, or dude, am I just yeah. pointing it to Yeah, no, 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 oh, no. Okay, yeah, so you. we're going to go on YouTube and then uh, <laughs> nice. on uh, anywhere you can download your podcasts. Yeah. But, dude, you, uh, well, we're going to get into everything. But I, but now, like, because I'm going to ping pong over the place. When you you roasted me, uh, really well, and what, as you do every time you go on stage. But uh, we had someone get engaged at Soul Joel's, oh, and then we posted. Joe, shout out to the uh, the Saint Joey Saint John made the video. But then you uh, you're like, dude, Joel goes on stage. It goes only at Soul Joel's. You're like, I someone just got engaged. That. I think I saw the video footage, maybe that that Joey had posted at the time. But it's like a really beautiful. Thing, the guy just you know you guys say coordinated beforehand and he gets on one knee and he does it and you have like this great footage and you're kind of like just slightly in the corner of it and you're like only at Souls <laughs> hit him with the promo on it and i'm like that's gonna be in their full engagement video dude so funny and yeah. like th this guy's engagement video joel's like i'm not gonna lose an opportunity to promote the club in this yeah I didn't lose a minute, dude. And oh, here's the weird thing: we took over here October 31st of 2022, and that couple, after they got engaged, booked their wedding here. Oh, really? So they booked the, they got married here September the month before I took over. Wow. So I was outside of the dome. I think it was either Robert Kelly or Paul Verzi, and the wedding coordinator texted me like, "Could you come say uh, congratulations to the no bride?" No way. They're like, "They're the ones that got engaged at your club." <laughs> They're like, "You remember us?" I go, "You're the only." Ple <laughs> You were the yeah. only people that got engaged right, right. at Soul Joel's. Oh, my God. They're going to do everything at your club now. They're going to yeah. have a kid here. They're going <laughs> to, like, wow. Dude, speaking of which, man, are you excited? Yeah, a couple, uh, couple of weeks at this point. This uh, this, this sucker's coming. Are so, you? Uh, it's, are... My, it's my other phone, my insulin phone. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you had a baby beeper. Yeah, not <laughs> yet. <laughs> you hit me on the hip. Yeah, <laughs> got it holstered. Are you seeking a lot of advice, or are you... Uh, um, I'm getting a lot of unsolicited. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I haven't had to seek much out, but I don't know. I'm just kind of, uh, I f like the cliche that everybody says, is, you know, you're never going to be ready. I, I have kind of taken that, yeah. you know, you know, where I really do feel that way where I'm like, I'm not going to be ready. I'm just kind of, I'm as ready as I can be. I'm just going to take it as it comes. Like, right. I, I don't really know what to expect, but I'm like, I don't know. I'll just figure it out. I guess. Yeah. That's probably not the best plan, right? Uh, and you know, we'll edit this in post. Probably not gonna, <laughs> not gonna love hearing that. It's like man, this guy did not seem to have any plan at all. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just at this point, we're in this waiting game just for the baby to get here. Yeah, you know, like we got all the stuff. You know, the nursery's set up. You know, the bags packed. Bags packed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Bags packed. So now I'm just like, all right. Well, like I don't. There's no like little to dos left to yeah to get done. They're all done. Yeah. So I'm like. At this point, I don't know. Like, I'm gonna freak myself out too much if I keep thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. So we can just move on to other questions. No, I don't mind, <laughs> mind talking about. It. I'm just saying, like, um, I don't have. I'm not like so neurotic about what am I gonna do. I'm just right. like, when the baby gets here, we'll. I got Sam. We'll figure it out. And did you both want to find out, or was one of you kind yeah, of like? We're a, both like, dude, let's do this. Let's thing. Yeah, let's figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I figure it's it's it was a surprise then. It's just like, <laughs> you know. You're gonna just delay the surprise, right? I don't know. I'm like, let's just fucking figure out what this baby's gonna be, right? So, baby boy, yeah, pumped, pumped, pumped. That's what I know. Names picked out. Yeah, we're gonna name him Jack. Okay. Yeah. Cool, man. You were like, I was gonna go with Joel, but no, no, no. I, I no, I didn't know Brendan Jr. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, or or maybe after named after your dad. Yeah. Or, so we're gonna do my dad uh, as middle, the middle name. name. So uh, that's what Jack I was thinking. Michael, uh, and kind of the same. Re my dad said to me and my brother. 
Like, why didn't you name? You had no like Mike Junior, and he was like, I wanted to give you guys your own name, your own so identity. Like, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, that's no to Joel Junior. <laughs> no, dude. No, no. I make fun of my Joel dad's. II. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Joel no. Richardson no. the third. That's uh, Joel Richardson the second is because my second Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, no offense taken. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, but here's the thing. My dad is. Oh, yeah, he's Joe. My dad. Right. My dad is Joe, and then and then he wanted me to have the same initials. Gotcha. But not the same name. Yeah. Because he was tired of people calling up on the landline. Right. Growing up going, oh, is Joe there? Joe Jr. or Joe Sr.? I'm like, so you name me Joel? Is <laughs> Joe there? Did you say Joe or Joel? Right. It's close I mean, how many that. times have I told people that, like, they, they go, like, hey, how, where do I get tickets to Soul Joe's? Yeah, yeah. I go, that you does don't. happen to you all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they literally read my chest. Yeah. And, like, so I go to souljoes.com. I'm like, I can't believe this is even happening. Oh, my God. I mean, the Brendan Brandon bullshit that I've had oh my, my gosh. entire life. It's unavoidable. And uh, you're probably the same way, but after a certain point, you're like, I don't care. Call me whatever you want. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. yeah. People that know me know it. it, it <laughs> well, dude, care. it happened earlier about the person that we said texted us. And uh, what are you talking about? Uh, the gig coming. Oh up. yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. All good. And and he was like, uh, uh, "Tell Brandon I said hello." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I won't." It, dude, there was. A, <laughs> I don't want to. I used to tell this on stage, but like a guy that I've wor- I worked with for years, and like every day is Brandon, and I'm like, "Dude, it, my name is Brandon." Yeah. And he's like, what's the difference? And I'd be like, all right, Rashid. And he's like, it's Rashad. I'm like, exactly, dude. It's like this close. <laughs> oh, so that's where that joke came that's from where on it stage. Came from, yeah. Dude, he's, out of like. My yeah. buddy Rashad. And he's like, dude, I'm off by one letter. I'm like, all right, Rashid. He's like, it's Rashad. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, now you can understand where I'm coming yeah, from. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a completely different name. So a lot of people, we always talk about uh, bring them out and uh, what brings people out. What brought you out? And how this all started. Yeah. Valley Forge Casino, dingy basement. Yeah, the OG days. Yeah, the OG days. You had all uh, started. Two, uh, oh, one on each arm. Two, two ladies. That's two ladies. Like, if you want to get into a comedy club, bring two hot chicks with you. Yeah. Like, can I get five minutes? Uh, Brandon, Brendan, who cares? Who gives a shit? You're on next Friday. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> in between two sets of tits. All right. <laughs> I, uh, sure. <laughs> That's how it started, dude. It was so, so actually, uh, it was the St. Paddy's Day show, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and which is coming up this Friday. But, yeah, years ago. I mean, that, that had to have been 2017. Okay. Um, I was going to say six years ago. Had to have been. Yeah, it, it had to have been like 2017. And I remember uh, Sam, my now wife, uh, and uh, our friend Parthena, who we worked with, they were like, we want to go to a comedy show. There's this comedy show around here, Valley Forge Casino. And they're like, we know that you like comedy. Like, let's just go. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, I wasn't even really thinking because I had tried stand up in college once. Okay. And then I just, I graduated. I started working and I always like would be writing stuff and kept up with it. But, but I don't let, let's not, let's not, let's not brush over this. Dude, your valedictorian speech, oh, yeah. like you don't count that as a performance, right, right? You crushed. I've never performed for a bigger audience since, by the way. It was like ten thousand <laughs> people, so I'm like, just chasing well, that high. Yeah, if you we'll, we'll post the video. But did, did you get nervous doing that? Oh, I was so nervous, dude. I I thought I was gonna puke because I was so hungover. Because <laughs> they do like a thing, um, senior week. Yeah, it was it was like oh, graduation, senior week, yeah. and then the night before your entire family comes up because you know graduation's the next day. And speaking of St. Patrick's Day, you got the big Irish Catholic. Family, Irish Catholic. Family. I didn't know, but when I met your aunts and your mom, I didn't know who I was saying hello to. Oh, like they all look identical. They look like my mom's. You know, one of ten. There's six <laughs> girls. They all look exactly the same. But um, they all came up the night before. We got blacked out, and then I had to wake <laughs> up, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm about to give this speech. You agreed to it. You're like, can't back out. Uh, now. Yeah, I'm like, why did you're I in do the bulletin? This? I I don't know why I did it. Like, yeah, because you the way that it happened was you would just, um, like there was a handful of students. That submitted for it. I submitted. I don't know why. I was just like, I think I can make this funny. Right. And then you had to write like a sample and then people voted. So then I got it. And I'm like, oh my God. Like now I got to do this shit. And uh, luckily it went really well. It did. But it was like 10,000 people. I was right. like shitting my pants. Right. But once I got the, it's like in stand up, that was my first lesson is I got that first laugh. And then you, you know, sh- you fucking you know ease into it, and you're like, whew. Now you can breathe. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're being yourself, and you're comfortable up there, dude. Bang bang. I'm you know like you hosting a fundraiser. All of a sudden I'm doing crowd work. You <laughs> yeah, know, I'm talking to the nuns to my left. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, so I that was the the first time I did it, and then I graduated, and I just started working. But like I'd be like writing. 
Like I'd wake up and like, you know, you think of jokes in the middle of the night. You're like, let me write this down. I was doing that, but like I had no intention of doing stand up. I don't know what I thought I was going to do with this stuff. Right. But then um, so they convinced me, like, let's go to this show. It's a Valley Forge Casino. I'm like, all right. And then I go to the show. I remember you hosting and you were like just so comfortable up there. Like you were just because, you know, I, I didn't know how it worked at the time. It's like. Your crowd, you were really just kind of going with whatever the crowd was giving you, doing crowd work, you know, leading it back into into stuff. Chris Monty was the headliner. And there's the, the famous story of the you gave some kid a guest spot. I didn't know if you were going to bring it up yeah, or not. Yeah, which I I don't think I've ever seen him since. No, but he did. I, I, I remember he did text me about a month ago. I got to get back. Oh, to really? Him. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And then uh, follow up Facebook message. Yeah. Well, so we won't uh, give any more details because I don't want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want anybody to figure out who it is. But uh, he wasn't good. And I remember thinking like, well, that kid can do it. Like, I can't yeah, yeah, yeah. can do this. Yeah. So I just went up to you afterward. No, you went up to him. Oh, I did. I talked to him. I was like, how'd you get into it? And he was like, I think he was like, I had only been doing it a couple months. He was like, you know, I just asked Joel. He gave me a shot. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So then I talked to you and I was with two hot chicks and uh, so we started hitting it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how do you know how do you do an open mic? How do you get into this? And you were like, I'll give you five minutes. And I was like, really? And um, th- yeah, then you booked me on a show. It must have been like. Maybe like a month later, you're like, I'm yeah. going to show a month out. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, And then I never stopped doing stand-up ever since. And you were working at uh, King of Prussia. Yeah. So you must have brought, like, who wasn't your friends and family? You brought out so that was that was my ticket in. Like, people would always ask me when I'd be working at, you know, the club all the time. They'd be like, you know, how do I get in with Soul Joel? Or, like, you know, how are you working with him so much? And blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, when I first met Joel... You know, it was really like you were still doing all of your other shows, but it was like Valley Forge was like really. Yeah. yeah. You were doing so many shows there. And I was like, dude, I just would go to his shows all the time because we did that show. And then I would just come and hang out. Yeah. I would just come and hang out as you were doing shows and stuff. And we just became friends. But um, as then you would start putting me up and I worked right by there. So I'd bring like. 40 co-workers and yeah. you'd be like hey dude i'll give you like some extra money for all the people that you bring so i was like right off the bat i'm making like good money yeah on shows because you would compensate me for whoever i brought and, and i'm also like giving other people a shot so i'm like my might as well give a shot it, it was a win-win at the time for everybody because i'm getting stage time i was bringing all these people to make for a better show it's like an extra 40 people i'm making a little bit of money it's making you a little bit of money yeah so it was great and then i just and then we just kept going and then yeah. you were like hey um, I have shows outside of Valley Ford. Can you host? And like, I, you know, I'd help, you know, seat some people sometimes or bring some equipment. And then it just got me started. And yeah. then we just never stopped. Then we opened up the the comedy, uh, the comedy club. Yeah. Uh, you started the open mic on yeah. Monday nights. Uh, you and Dan would, would switch off. Yeah. The, yeah, it was, um, God, it it's crazy like how much has happened since i mean like we were even jumping ahead there it's like in between like we had all those offshoot shows but then i can't remember how it happened you must have just told us one day like i'm opening up a club wait wait, wait. all right so 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 we have to uh we, we have to get to this because this is one of my favorites uh well and so two things one the reason why i gave you a shot too is uh julie mccullough Who's the first guest on this pod? Yeah, he. I love that. I I've stayed in touch with him ever since. And really, like, one of the first true headliners that I worked with. You know, we did like the whole weekend. We're in Stone Harbor. Yeah, we did Valley Forge. Valley Forge. Yeah, and um, Julian just talked to me like I w- I was a comic for like I had been doing it for a long time. Like he didn't day treat one. me like. Let me tell you something, kid. Yeah, like, yeah. He was just so cool, and yeah. like I I'll never forget that. He told me he goes, "There's always room on one uh, every show. Yeah. for one bomb. Yeah." He goes, people will forget five minutes. That's true. He goes, don't do it twice. Right. So space it out. And I'm like, the worst that could happen is you go on stage and and don't get any laughs. That's true. And you would do that a lot. Like <laughs> bomb? Sh- no, no. <laughs> you you give out one. And Joel allowed that. He's such a good dude. He would bomb yeah. so that I wouldn't he have would to take the spot. No, you would <laughs> usually give a guest spot per show. Like you would, you could always give somebody five minutes. Yeah. Like at least one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But um, you're right, though. Like, if you have two and it's back-to-back, all of a sudden the audience loses faith in the they show. They don't trust it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen that happen. It actually just recently happened at a show where it was, like, just a – it was, like, a showcase show and two back-to-back not so good. Yeah. And then it's just, like, it was hard to get them back. You're like, right. Fuck. 
So you, uh, you've experienced pre-show Joel. This not the one that we're talking about right now. Like you mean before the show starts? Yes. Or, gotcha. Yep. Yeah, like full cylinders. <laughs> yeah. You're probably talking to me, but you realize I'm not there. That's most of the. That's like seventy five percent, Joel. And okay. Then there's a twenty five percent where you go, dude. Like, you, you're chilling right now. This is great. <laughs> like you're relaxed. not often. One out of four. Because you're always working. Right. Yeah. yeah that's true. So, uh, all the comics are always messing with me. Yeah. Um, uh, Giannis and James Mattern, they uh, we had a sh- two shows at Valley Forge. They literally they're texting me. They're like, dude. We're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to make it. And I'm like, they're like, we're going to get there at like 930. Because that would happen at Valley Forge all the time. People don't anticipate traffic. They're coming from New York. Right. They're, they're checking traffic at 12 o'clock midnight yeah. on So you're Thursday. like, this could very well be true. Very well be true. Yeah. Dude, I'm walking from my hotel room all the way to the lobby. I, I already made three different phone calls. Yeah. I got two guys on hold. Who's on the thing? I get to the lobby and they're like. <laughs> they were in so the lo- fucked up and dude, so funny like yeah. you, you love them to death once you see them but you're like why did you put me through that dude the stroke's coming yeah it, the stroke's <laughs> eventually gonna happen yeah, yeah. mild heart attack whatever it's gonna be yeah uh so i end up setting up a show with Giannis mm-hmm. in your hometown that's right yeah oh at God. the uh what was the, the, what's the that theater ritz. called the ritz theater yeah. beautiful man. yeah so i'm gonna host you're right Giannis calls me up and goes Dude, I'm in Hammond. Well, so it was you, me, Christy, and Giannis at the time. Oh. Chris cancels last minute because he has like, um, I, th- I think he had like a, a Netflix thing going on or like yeah. some sort of special. So then you're like, well, no big deal. Giannis could just close out the show. Yeah. And then, that was know. history I heat is. Yeah. And he goes, dude, I'm in, uh, I'm in Hamilton. <laughs> dude, and he would do that all the time. He'd be like, yo, I'm on the way to Uniontown, but somehow I'm in Connecticut. Right. I go, funny. I'm like, you're just going to name every place that I booked you. <laughs> and and he this time he wasn't joking. He's like, joking. I know I'm fu- I, used, I usually fuck around, but yeah. I'm really like 45 minutes Yeah, away. And so somehow he just put that in his GPS. Yeah. So I, I tell you that I'm like, all right, I'll do 15. But, well, meanwhile, so, yes, go ahead. this is a crowd of... 90% my family. Yeah. <laughs> not, and I'm not good yet. I'm probably like six months in. Right. So I'm like, I don't have. You leaned seven into your minutes. whole family, like yeah. your, your cousins. It's all my family. Yeah. So it's like, not only am I not that good, I'm probably going to bomb, but I'm going to do it in front of everybody I know. And your grandmother, like you could literally see. My grandmom's front and center, front 90 center. years old. Yeah. In the front row, in the middle of the theater. Is that maybe maybe the most nervous you've been? It, yeah, it's got to be because there were so many things on on top of it. I'll, I'll let you f- finish from where you you picked up from, but like with the family element, not being ready to do that much time. Yeah, the headliner being late, so you're like you might, you might have to stretch. No, but then I dipped on the time. Yeah, that. that <laughs> I didn't told help. you I'm like I'm gonna do 15, and what did I go? You like, got I'm off either- in seven. <laughs> No, I use your line all the time on a ton of comp. Like, stay close. I'm either going to do, in the great words of Brendan Donegan, right. I'm either going to do six or 16. Right. If there's heat in the kitchen, I'm getting He's out. out, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, that's so exactly what happened. I'm going to do either one. Yeah. Well, and you were like, so I had, maybe I could, I was like doing like set five, seven minute sets at the time. And Giannis is like, dude, I'm like 45 minutes away. But like, we had already been waiting. So we're like, we got to start the show. You're like. You're like, do you want to do? Do you want to do twenty? I'm like, dude, I can't do twenty. Yeah. And you go, forget about it. Don't worry about it. I'll do twenty. You do your thing. Giannis will be here. So you get off in seven. You go, how is that? I'm like, not long enough, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, also don't have time to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, they're uh, clapping for me I mean, right now. You just now. introduced me, and you're like, I <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. So then I get out there. I'm just like. I'm doing okay because my family, you know, they give me the benefit of the doubt. But then you're in the back, like stretched, <laughs> like, and then luckily, like eventually, I don't know how long I was up there. I had to have done at least like 15. Yeah. And then I see like Giannis like running in from the back. Yeah. And you're like, you're good. And I'm like, thank fucking god, good night. I'll see y'all Dude, at home. Thank God I stopped drinking Red Bull. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I, I can't. Well, you had a couple of years there where you're yeah. still doing Angry Balls, yeah, strong. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> yeah, you might, that must be recent. Oh yeah, yeah, I can't. Man. Yeah, it's that doesn't go well with your personality. It's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need a horse tranquilizer, <laughs> <laughs> not a Red Bull. Oh God. Yeah. But dude, then fast forward to, and we're gonna go back uh, in between. But fr- uh, Friday night, I had you open up for uh, for Ben Bailey. Yeah. With uh, John Zaluga. Yeah. And 
Ben just wanted more time. Because yeah. like I always get nervous of like comics that want to stretch and they don't want guys crushing ahead right. of them. So he goes, no, 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 tell Brendan, do 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me. To and I came out, time. and you were like, dude, but you, like, it was almost 600 people. Yeah, I mean, it, it was packed, dude. It was insane. It, it, it's, it was almost impossible to have a bad set. It right. It was just, it was packed to the gills. They were fired up. John had a great set before me. It was awesome, dude. Yeah. Sounds great. Sound is great in there, man. Yeah, you don't even was, need a microphone in that. And it's like that. a homecoming for me, like when I come like back to the club, because it's like, it's where I started. It's where I first started to learn how to feel comfortable. Right. Like not even necessarily here, but just like at my shows, at your shows, you know, because that's just like that's how I started. Yeah. You know, it's like if you start doing shows in in a certain in a club environment or like you know on the road or whatever, you feel comfortable there i don't know it's yeah, like yeah. that's just where i had the and Giannis reps. always says it like uh i call it ninja training yeah and so i, I put you in whether it's a vfw oh hall the ritz theater we've run through it dude i mean we've talked about it before where it's like i have done the best shows of my life and the worst shows of my life all with you you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome you've done like everything from i mean my pleasure god dude yeah like you know, the back of Lefty's Tavern, back of Lefty's banquets where I'm bombing and then opening for Louie and David Tell. And yeah, like this is insane. Well, dude, and this is one of the crazy things where uh, I, I, I told this story with Buddy Harris. Yeah. And now I got to tell it with you. So I get a text message. I, I put the uh, the comedy sh- uh, festival, the first one. Yeah. Valley for Summerfest. Uh, yeah, Summer yeah. And I didn't even have a headliner and I put the shows on sale. Classic Joel move. <laughs> I don't have anybody booked yet. I don't have a venue, actually. But let's just put up a flyer, and we'll figure the rest out later. <laughs> let's call the tickets at $20. Yeah, talk about putting the cart before the horse, dude. He puts a show before the com- before he has a comic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. By the way, we're outside. Hope it doesn't rain. Yeah, I'm like, God, dude. <laughs> a lot of factors. Yeah. God, so, so that sad. morning, uh, Dave operates, Dave Attell mm. operates... By a flip phone. Yeah. So I get a text. I'm at the uh, King of Prussia um, mall with James Matter. Yeah. And I get, hey, Joel, it's Dave A. Give me a call. <laughs> and I'm like, Dude, it's got to be a tell. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who text me like this. I'm just going to see him tonight. So I call him up and I go, uh, hey, man. He goes, hey, uh, really looking forward to the show tonight. Obviously, you know, I'm bringing Louie Katz. Louie helped me book Dave, so he's going to open. Uh, I have James Matter hosting all the shows. He goes, and then, uh, th- you know, the guest spot. And I was like, dude, I had like the Louis C.K. kind of like mentality. I go, who you bringing? Yeah. He goes, Joel, aren't you running a fucking festival? <laughs> There's got to be 30 guys standing in the back. I love that he does that, dude. Dude, it's the greatest thing. He does that notoriously like everywhere he goes. Like he'll always give somebody a guest spot. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so cool. Cause it's a comics comic. Yeah, exactly. And then you have a guy like, you know, you throw me up on that. And all of a sudden, I'm getting to work with one of the, arguably the greatest comic of all time. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just, it's such a cool move for him where he's like, I'll let some of the new guys just come up. And he'll do that a lot of times where he'll bring somebody up and riff with them after the show. I'm like, dude, like, you're giving somebody a moment of their lifetime. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, it's such a funny uh, riff to watch it back and forth. Too. I remember too, we were uh, we're at the show and, it, you know, it's a summer festival. We're outside. It's a really nice day that day. And, um, you know, D- Dave's like he gets there. He's just kind of like looking around. I think he was he was doing his thing where he drives around town a little bit just to collect material, like with whoever he was with. And then he starts asking like you and I questions about like what's over there? Is it Spring City? Okay, what do, yeah. what are these people like? And he asked me. He's like, so you know the town uh, pretty well? Or like you do this a lot? I'm like, yeah, I'm he- I'm here pretty decent. He's like, what's that over there? And I'm like. I don't know it that well. And he's, he laughed, and I was like, oh, my God, I got to tell the laugh, dude. And, uh, yeah, it was, he was so cool just chatting up with me. But he, uh, you know, your your dad had just passed, man. Yeah. I, uh, tell it, it Yeah, was, it, it, it must have been after that. Yeah. No, 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 no. You said it was a month. It was a month after because it was, all, it was uh, August. Yeah, yeah, because my, yeah, exactly, because my dad passed in July. I, just, I couldn't remember because we did so many of the summer festival shows. I'm yeah, like, yeah. But, uh, but but you had told me so so I called I called you up I put you on the show and then Buddy Harris on the second show, Buddy came to hang anyway. Yeah. But you were like just manifesting and thinking about it. Yeah. And dude. the phone rang. There's so many weird moments like that where, 
You know, it's so interesting. You start comedy and you start like everybody starts different. You start a different place, like um, different trajectories for everybody. And it's like you start doing like the worst gigs. You're at open mics. You're in the back. You're waiting to fucking go up. Everybody sucks. You're like, this sucks. I got work tomorrow. I'm up. Like, I, they won't put me up till fucking 1 a.m. I'm like, this is like, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. And then like you just keep doing it. And all of a sudden you're in this other place. And you're like, how did I get here? Yeah, I don't see what's the blueprint. Yeah, there really is none. Like, you know, everybody says it all the time, but it's just so wild if you hang in there to see where it might go. And like, you're, you know, obviously such a good example of that where all the shows that you used to do where you start and, you know, yeah, seven venues later. (laughs) Oh my gosh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, you but 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 Atel, the first thing he said to you was, uh, "Hey, Brennan, thanks for doing. Yeah, yeah. He goes, thanks for doing. I go, yeah, not a problem, dude. (laughs) Sure." I'll move some stuff around. Yeah. Like, he'll say stuff like that, and you're, like, the most humble guy in the world. Yeah. I I don't even know. I'm like, are you joking right now? Yeah. Or are you really um, that unaware of how cool this is for somebody like me? Oh, he's aware, but then he also is so cool where he hands me candy. Yeah. And it just happens to be, like, Halloween coming up. Yeah. But he goes, this is for the staff, and make sure they get it. Yeah. And make sure they know it's for me. Yeah. Because I had, the, I'm about to eat all the candy <laughs> face like, on. Joel, don't you dare. Don't you dare. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we, we've just, uh, we've bounced around from so many spots, like to the opening of the first club in um, Royersford. Like, you start that up, you know, call us all up, you're like, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And um, that, I feel like that happened so quickly. Oh, no, no. I left Valley Forge uh, the last week in September. And we started, I had a month. It was, uh, and the first show was uh, November 1st. Right. Yeah. And then. Um, you know, actually, all those memories come up. Yeah. Where it's like you, you, me, and Richie, and right. doing all these different shows. And yeah. God, it, like just all the different steps, like of just all over the place. But yeah, starting at that club. And um, that took off pretty quickly. It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, you know, Dan and I doing the open mic on Tuesday. And, uh, you know, short-lived because of the pandemic. But, um, Dude, and, and but right before it shut down, I got you booked on uh, Turdy Works on True which TV. Which is still the, the only credit that I use. Oh, my God. Like, when I go up. Yeah. I go, uh, they go, people go, what do you want me to say? I go, True TV. And they go, what show? I go, not important. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I'll do the question. True TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. what was that like? You went up to Maine. And and you and you take. Oh my god, dude! It was insane. Like so, you classic, you know, Joel opportunity just called me out of the, out of the blue. You go, dude. I don't know who this is. I got a call from somebody out of the blue. I don't know how they got my information, but they need three comics for this True TV thing. I'm like, yeah. what is it? You go. I don't really know, dude. But they're sending me over like, and I'm like, yeah, like obviously I'll do it. So it's me, Richie, Melissa Diaz, yeah, and uh, they they. They send us up to Maine to do this thing for the show called... Which, again, sounds made up. And, like, we had already... Because it was so last minute. Like, I think we all had shows. I think Richie and Melissa had shows in New York. I think I was up in North Jersey. So we... we and um, you were like, dude, you got to drive. We can't risk with flights, you know, getting there. Because it was so short notice. And you f- you forget that flying up there, like... Uh in, in, in the middle of snow. And it was February. February, right. So, so we got to drive. And we're taking my Corolla, my 2013 Corolla with one hubcap left. And uh, so it's me, Richie, Melissa, driving from North Jersey all the way to Maine in the middle of February. It takes us for, it, like... Oh, you did drive together. We, yeah, we all drove together. And uh, freezing, like, it probably took us, I can't remember, maybe like 10 hours or something. We drive, like, through the night, and then we're filming the next more or like yeah the next night so we got a little bit of time to sleep but then we had to get there early for call time and all this stuff emma wilman was actually hosting the whole thing that yeah it was like her show or she she's from the area so i think they booked her thinking like you know maybe that'll help like because everybody from her hometown because it knows her obviously and she helped produce it and write it yeah and um we they they were doing the finale episode where they're trying to save this local theater and um, they were putting together like a variety show to raise money. So we get to this old theater. It's actually pretty nice, but it's like all these people from like the tiniest town in Maine who've definitely never seen stand-up comedy before. They have like musical acts in between. So Emma gets up. She's hosting. They have like this local kid from – he just started a band like recently. It's called Big 
D in the ticks or something. And then they had some, and so he gets up. I remember the, they're filming all of this live, and um, right before he's about to go, like they had Emma go up and host. Then I, f- they had maybe Melissa do her set, and th- or maybe it was Richie. And then they have this young girl who plays the piano, and she's like a singer songwriter. She gets up there, piano's like not working, like so she's embarrassed and like she's kind of bombing. So they just kind of like shuffle her off. And then um, Melissa goes up, and then Big D and the takes this kid. So they go up to him and they go, "You're next." He goes, "No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing it." Or no, I'm sorry. He goes. He performs the one song, and then they go, "Listen, we didn't get the crowd reaction we wanted. We need you to go back out. Just run it one more time." But, but again, like, is is this like, is he kidding? Or like, he's being? No, he's like, <laughs> he's not. He's never been on TV before. He's just a local kid from Maine. He like just started playing music. Doesn't understand how it works. Yeah, and they go, "You got to go out and play it again." He goes, "No, I'm not doing it." You guys said once, "I'm not doing it," and the producers like. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> get your ass out there. It's a live show. And they're like fighting back and forth. They finally get him out there. You know, he does well. And then I got to follow. I'm, and for some reason, they have me closing out the show. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, all right. So, like, the first thing I said when I get out there, I was like, hey, give it up for Big D and the Ticks. If I was in a band, it would be called Small D, No Chicks. And it gets like a huge laugh. Really? Yeah. And I start murdering, dude. Like, I'm like destroying. Like, and I, I, unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. And like, probably undeservably. I'm like, I don't know what's happening, <laughs> yeah. but these people are feeling me right now. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm in the pocket. I'm Joel at a fundraiser. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm bobbing and weaving. And uh, and that was that was that it was crazy. And then we we had to we closed up the show, and we drive back, you know, to uh, from Maine to Jersey. The oh, next you day. know, hotel room? No, no. Yeah. We stayed overnight um, when we got down there, and then as soon as the show ended, we were like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" Oh, okay, okay. So we okay. just drove like right right from there because we didn't want to stay any longer, and. Um, and yeah, we we all got back, and then they aired it, and they showed a little, you know, a couple of clips of all of our stand. It was like six months later, too, right, yeah. or something. It was a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, yeah. But the, the whole show, by the way, is about some lady who collects moose turds <laughs> for a living, and she's like really does that, and she got <laughs> went viral on like Tosh Point and then oh, so she actually officially closed out the show, and she got up after Wait, the me. show went the show went viral because of Tosh Point. She went viral because she oh. Tosh like found her stuff. Oh, it's like there's a woman that. That makes products and that's what out of caused turds. the show. The that show. happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, exactly. okay. And then she she was doing like some stand up. So Emma Wilman was like teaching her how to do okay incorporate it into her act. And she got up at the end and she did like poop jokes that was murdering, just L- destroying lowbrow open mic. Like, dude, everybody from Maine was like, "This is I don't know what what these guys were doing uh, with yeah. the stand up bullshit, yeah. but these poo poo jokes." <laughs> This is the ticket, dude. And she crushed. She crushed. And and me, Richie, and Melissa were like, "What the fuck are we doing with our lives?" Yeah, dude? let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here now. Yeah, and that was that. It was insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, the other thing we we're, were talking about off air, uh, you always keep the phone open because you never know what I'm gonna call and what the opportunity is gonna be. Never know. Yeah, I mean, like you you don't know if it could be opening up for David Tell or you're like, listen, there is a church fundraiser. There's seven people there. Yep, it's in Riverton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need you to bring speakers. But it ended up being where uh, where Joe Liss was coming every time, right? And uh, ended up bringing Louie for the times. Yeah, and he wanted uh, a local host because yeah. normally he would like he would bring someone. Yeah. And uh, or Jane was James Matter. Yeah. But this time he goes, no, just bring someone. So I was like, all right, well, I know. It was amazing, and that was another one. Like the crowd had kind of got a sense that Louis was coming, so it was completely sold out. Yeah, in the dome, and it was like one of the hottest crowds I've ever done. It was insane, and like as a like for a host set, it was like already on fire. Yeah, so it was like everybody. They were was jazzed killing. up. I think it was me. I think Jordan Jensen, Matt Wayne, Joe, and Louis, and everybody just and uh, uh, Isabel Hagen. She might have been on a different night than oh. like a different Joe List and French. Night than I okay, was okay, on because okay. they did a couple, <clears throat> and you remember the night. Yeah, I don't have to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, everybody was just killing, and like you know the the best um, like if you ever want to kind of hear about just like those times, like Joe and Mark Norman talking about it on Tuesdays with stories about like 
it was such a moment in time when we were doing those shows outside when nothing else was going on, and they would talk about, we would go down to Soul Joel's, everybody get in the car, Louie would drive, we'd get ice cream afterward. Like, they really encapsulated perfectly. Yeah. And they just talk about, like, how wild those times were. Well, and, and the ice cream place, like, <clears throat> you talk about, um, like, how what, what a tell, and like, that was the best night that someone's getting up there and talking yeah. about, but it's no big deal to him. Right. But that ice cream place... Dude, they would talk about it so much. Constantly, yeah. They were, like, more jacked up about that than the show. Yeah. They're like, we'll do the show, but we're getting ice cream after. Yeah. Actually, I mean, the if you want to check it out, too, the documentary we made is obviously a great encapsulation of, like, yeah. just what we were doing during it's, 2020. It's every time I open up Soul Joel TV, because all these are on there, YouTube, yeah. Joey has it to where it's uh, pinmarked. Yeah. So I hear myself going, and then you're like, are you ready? Dude, I, I remember at that time, I was like, you know, let's document this because we're never going to forget that and like that is a real i haven't looked back on it in a while but like that is something that is going to be such a fun thing to look back on and have like just up on youtube where every year you should go back and revisit that and be like man well that was such a wild time that we're never going to have again no and like for better for worse like hopefully not yeah yeah yeah. pandemic but also um it was a great time in its own way well, and and uh, KC Canal Aurora makes fun of me because I'm always like, dude, let's document this. Yeah. And he goes, dude, what is up with you with documentaries? I go, well, going through it, I want to get some footage, man. And you never know where you'll wind up. So it's like it is cool to have that to look back on. Yeah. Because you might be somewhere completely different. But I asked you to do it. You did it. Uh, your idea. And I was like, yeah, no, no prior experience. No, no <laughs> editing experience. I didn't even have a camera. I bought, I was like, I'll buy a camera. And Joel was like, yeah, you want to shoot it? And I'm like, I, okay. I, like, I didn't know. And you know, obviously it's not like the most highly produced thing, but I kind of like that. It's it's like a very, um, I don't know, independently yeah. raw footage that we uh, shot thing that we did. And we even did a, we did a premiere yeah. at the club, but then we did one in Stone Harbor. Yeah. And it, we had people come out, man. It was cool. And like, and you know, you made it into like a thing. You were like, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a viewing of it and like you know we'll we'll sell some tickets and we'll show it yeah it's like a little movie and like we did it at a movie theater and all right. just started from the idea of like hey let's let's document some of this because people don't understand too that like they see me at a show and they're like they they think that like that's my life where i'm like right i just show up to work i'm like no no it took a lot of work to get these comedians here, right? To get this audience here, it's one of the most overlooked things of like how hard it is to produce a good comedy show. Because to your point, like it, it seems like you just show up uh, and you grab the mic, and then it's just fun from there. Yeah. But like everything from the the speakers to the lighting to getting tickets sold, like it's such a pain in the to get dick, people dude. to even leave their house now. Everyone yeah, has a DVR. It, exactly. They probably pause this show ten times. Yeah, and like the little things, like how to structure the show, where it's like if you have a guest spot, great, but don't do. You know, if you have two risky comedians back to back, that bomb. Right. And then how that can deflate the, the rest chemistry. of the show. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's all these things. Like if you really do it right, it makes for an amazing show that gets overlooked. Like people don't understand. It seems like a simple thing, but it's. But you did a good lot. job of. Well, you either ask the right questions or you edit it really well. But like talking to the comics, uh, and then and then moving my sister in and out of it, mm-hmm. then like Dan and Joey, yeah, you myself, but then like. Uh, Talking like I, the one that, that pops out in my mind is uh, Anthony DeVito. Yeah. And, and you're like, what is uh, Joel's dad lives in China? <laughs> you're like, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if Joel started. <laughs> right, if he started the coronavirus just <laughs> for his own benefit. Yeah. You're like, Joel's been pandemic training for 15 years. Yeah. There's no one that was in the comedy business that was more ready. That's what everybody said. They were like, every, nobody was more ready for like the apocalypse of comedy. Yeah. Than Joel, the, the guy with two speakers in the back of his, his truck at all times. Yeah. Just ready to do a pop up on some grass. Too stubborn to quit. Yeah. That was so cool. Like I got to interview a ton of comics for that, that that you set up where it's like, you know, I got to talk to Norman and Joe List and Mike Vecchione and Anthony DeVito. And they all have similar stories of just like, you know, we've done some horrible, crazy gigs with Joel, but it's like you don't ever forget them. Like, you know, and a lot of those in the beginning of like the Summerfest and stuff, when you were figuring it out, when there was no stage and it was just in the field, like, you know, Vecchione's, you know, classically out there as it starts lightning and he's just on the box like he when we, i was interviewing him about that he's like he can't help but laugh he's like it's so insane but it's 
then he started riffing and having a good time and well it was your <clears> documentary <throat> that i realized how it all came together where like one of our biggest fans barb uh, her, her and um oh geez laura lee and I, I said, everybody always talks about your biggest fan, but no one ever talks about your smallest fans. She's four foot nine. Yeah. She's taking a picture with Chris Roach, and he was six oh, foot seven. Oh, I remember seven. Laura. Yeah, yeah. And, but Barb, because it starts raining and heat lightning, and Vecchione goes, Joey. And he looked at my face like, don't, I go, don't you dare get off the stage. But, <laughs> and he goes, okay, I guess we're still going. She starts heading for the car, but she's just like walking and, Justin Silver is Facebooking <laughs> live. Like he's 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 taping the video. I know Dude, the exact video you're yeah, talking about. And Joe List was like, Yeah, I'm watching this on Instagram going, This looks like a terrible setup for comedy. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, List almost didn't come. Right. Like I can't. Well, I can't. in his defense, it was a terrible setup at the time, but then you just keep going. <laughs> no, it, like, it absolutely was. And then you, you know, you eventually. But I'm like, that would have changed the whole trajectory of everything we just talked about. Right. I'm <laughs> like, List completely uh set the wheels in motion for that festival with the first night that he was there and then kept talking about it everywhere. That was su that was such a huge thing at the time was all the the comics talking about it on the podcast. Yeah. Like they just kept talking about like what are you doing? And like they all had that story to talk about because nobody was going anywhere else. You couldn't perform anywhere else and everyone was like have you done Soul Joel's yet? And then there were, everyone had their own story from it and then all of a sudden everyone's talking about it and uh it just wound up becoming this like wild time. Yeah, like it was wild, dude. It w like talk about the wild, wild west of comedy. Like twenty twenty was insane. Yeah, you know, just outside. You know, it was crazy. Twenty twenty one comes around. Uh, Kevin Nealon comes oh, to town, and the best. He, normally, he has Jay Black, which I found out after I booked him. Which oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, well, I, I didn't realize either. That's why I got him. Yeah, because Jay Black was like, "You got to do Joel's." Yeah, and Kevin was like, "All right, so we have him." Thursday night at Rivers, Friday and Saturday at Soul Joel's. Uh, I get, because he can't open, I get you and Buddy. Yeah. And uh, we're at um, Rivers. Right. And uh, Buddy's uh, hosting and you're featuring. <laughs> and then you guys are going to flip the order uh, yeah. the next day because your family was coming out. Yeah. And, uh, and, and when I tell this to Kevin, Kevin's like, oh, great. Am I hosting tomorrow? Yeah. Like, it was just like such a yeah. cool hang he was so and like kevin coincidentally is one of my favorite comics of all time yeah so like to get to do a whole weekend with, with him was so cool dude and he was ju he's just like like everybody says the most laid-back humble guy it was just so cool he was like sitting there doing sketches he's like an amazing sketch artist what you see on his instagram and you're like i yeah. don't realize like how often you're like oh it's something he posts every once in a while but like, yeah. no, that's I, it's so cool to see somebody like him to get up there and murder in like the most laid back way I've ever seen. Yeah, it's not like he's a, a high energy guy that comes out, kicks the door open, and is like, "What's up, motherfucker?" You know, it's yeah. like he just gets up there and he yeah he's so um, subtle and sarcastic and just goofy. I'm like, dude, like he's incredible. I think he's uh, I I don't want to say overlooked because obviously I I think so many people know like he's but a he he's, he's no 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 I always say this it's the guys in New York that are known for comedy, that yeah. also act. Right. But he's one of those guys that's from L.A. that's known for acting, but he's a murderer on stage. Yeah, people like, don't realize that. Yeah, like, people don't... Like, I think people know that he does stand-up, but I don't think he gets talked about enough in, like, the in those circles. Like, who's some of the best? I'm like, yeah. I love Kevin Neal. Like, yeah. I always will throw... And people are like, oh, it's not usually one that you hear, but... Your like, answer, yeah. He's amazing. Dude, but he also did the... Uh, the thing where we talk about like a tell and a couple other comics do where he localizes stuff. Yeah. And you're like, you don't even realize it's coming because he does the misdirection. Oh, yeah. He goes, People always ask me how I got on SNL. You know, I, I massaged it, you know, get it on Lord Michaels, much like how I ended up here at Soul Jules. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, you're a dick. Yeah. I go, but that was very funny. But it's a genius move. Like, it's a he, genius he move. He does it in like such a subtly funny way where he. And all of a sudden, the crowd wakes up. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. It feels like he's in touch with where he's at. Right. Yeah. But it, but it freaking murdered. Yeah. My God. Yeah. He, that, was, that was such a cool weekend. Yeah. He was the man. You got your own podcast now, man. South Jersey Bad Boys. South Jersey Bad Boys. Yeah, getting it going. Do, do it with Dan Callahan. Me and Danny Boy, we do it once a week. And, uh, yeah, it's fun. We just kind of shoot the shit. We go over news articles and stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's good. No one's focusing on the South Jersey, so you guys got that. Yeah, we're we're trying to you know the, the niche. Yeah, we're trying to build out like a niche little scene in there, just so you know we have more stage time and stuff like that. And um, 
there's just not a lot of people that like you know there's i think there's a ton of people that don't feel like crossing the bridge and going over to philly to see comedy so we're like you know if we can just like not have to leave our couch and like build up a fan base from doing the pod and like you know getting people to listen to us you you see people do it and you're like why can't we just do our own pod and you know see what happens so yeah so we're doing the pod you know doing shows as much as i can up until this brief hiatus that i'll have to take with the baby and um then i go up to new york usually like once a week but i mean you're gonna get uh I mean, you're going to get a ton of material. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, my favorite stuff that I'm doing right now, I have like five new minutes on just the pregnancy itself. The baby hasn't even come yet. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I saw you do it uh, yeah. when you opened for Ben Bailey. Yeah. It's like my newest, freshest stuff. And I'm like, thank God I have something to talk about. I'm like, it's like I finally have something of substance to talk about. Yeah. It actually is a real thing. People, uh, so many people come up to me now after the show and they're like, are you really having a baby? I'm like, yeah, I'm not making that up. No, you're not making that up. Right. I mean, you, but you've uh, did that in every stage. Like, I think you even got something off your, your, your sister's wedding. There's a new joke about that or, um, or something. Uh, just weddings in general. Like wedding, I, I oh, talk maybe. about weddings in general. Um, oh yeah. Like I'll go like, I'm saving up for a wedding right now. Not my own, but I'm going to one that's cost me a fortune. Um, but yeah, people are like, you really get married and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, so you get that all the time. You're like, yeah. well, I, which I guess makes sense. Certain things you do obviously exaggerate, but I'm like, yeah, no, I am having a baby. You're like, that's not yeah. what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, the first half of my set is talking about how I'm kind of, I look young and like very self-deprecating and stuff. And all of a sudden now I'm like, I'm also having a baby. People right. Are like, what the fuck? Right. They're just all thrown off. Yeah. So it, it's been good. I mean, it's, I, I finally have some good stuff I'm excited to talk about and uh, it's helped me write so much new material. And um, the the moment that I noticed that you kind of changed uh, was, and you might not even remember it, but uh, for me, is when we were in uh, Westchester. It was you, me, uh, Dan Sherman, yeah. and Tim Crompier. Yeah. And you went up there. We were in a uh, museum. Yeah. Again, it was like, it was a fundraiser, so we got hired. So I didn't scout the venue. Yeah. They sold all the tickets unbelievably hot crowd yeah but it was like a fundraiser crowd so skewed older right they were there to support the cause yeah and you kind of just went up there where you're like this is what i do yeah and you had uh a bunch of just riffing stuff making fun of the museum yeah and i i forgot the, a couple because this is why i don't steal jokes i forgot what you said about but you riffed like maybe like ghost or haunted house or something but like and you probably got a bunch of clips out of it i i did i got like a bunch of clips out of it that got good views and stuff but yeah it was like uh just make fun of the fact that it was like a friday night in the museum i'm like oh it's weird there's not more young people here and stuff but the, i have these pockets where like i will start to find that i can i get this level of comfortability where there's there's times where i could really riff and like be in the moment and like that's where i do feel like i'm at my best although i don't love riffing a lot like i because i want to hone my material, make it so strong. But, but that's the moment where I, I noticed that it was. Yeah. And then I noticed that that you uh, that when when something went wrong or oh or or it was the uh, couple that was making out in the front. Yeah. And, and you went off on that, yeah. and I was like, oh, thank God you taped it because right. your your material was crushing. Yeah. But then this you know the couple was just well, nonstop making out in the front yeah, row. Yeah. He had his hand like right between her legs, <laughs> and he goes, "We're just friends." And I'm like, "That looks a little bit more than friends, dude. You got your hand." <laughs> full your elbow deep in this girl's vagina right yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fiddle faddle like. yeah but yeah there, there's these moments where it's just comfortability where it's like i'm just finding like you know more comfortability up there where i think um if i could start talking to the audience not even necessarily riffing but just getting myself like in the present moment it it helps me deliver my material better yeah so there's times where you find that and you're like dude i am cooking right now and then other times like i bombed the other night so hard and I and it was like with jokes that are tried and true, right? But I just like wasn't in it, and I'm like, I don't know. Like sometimes it just happens. You felt like you were checked out, so you kind of expected not to do well. Yeah, like there's just times where you feel like you're just not connected with the audience for whatever reason, and there's times sometimes where where you're so comfortable, and you're weaving in and out, and you feel that connection where you're like, dude, like I I I just I got them, and you know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So it's just, you know, when I got to talk to um. Barry Katz for that like one competition thing I did. He said something that was really interesting that I haven't forgotten. And actually, I just recently won it again. I, I did you really? Yes, yeah, so I won it for February. So I'm gonna talk to him again soon. But quiet brag. Yeah, a little little uh, under the radar. Yeah, 
But um, he was like, when you kill in the room, like, harder than every other person in the room, any other comic, um, like, by far, you separate yourself ten times in a row, you're on your way. And I realized as you're doing shows, you can, like, I'll have moments of that where I, I have a really, really strong set. But I'm like, you know, somebody else also was was equally as strong or or had a better set or um you know maybe I'll, I'll do it once but then i have a couple of other shows that are just okay and i'm like man he's on to something like that there is something to that 10 times in a row where you separate yourself to stand out amongst everybody else i can see what he's talking about there right and it's it sounds simple but it's it's so hard yeah yeah dude there's another thing that we talked about uh too um that you've done is the sketches. Yeah. And the sketches are really funny. We started that over the pandemic. Yeah. Where you did uh the young priests. Yeah. People still talk about still that. Still talk <laughs> about that. That was so funny. We we we, we shot it at a funeral home. Real funeral home. <laughs> People yeah. are like, where did you guys shoot that? I was like Joel had a connection with the lady who owned a funeral home. Yeah. It was uh the cousin of the girl I was dating at the time. Yeah. yeah. It worked out. We just staged it to look like a church. Yeah. Just dead bodies. In no. Pe- uh, well, a, a few people slid into my DMs. They're like, what funeral home was that? Because yeah. we could tell. <laughs> well, yeah. then you also put it in all of these Christian groups on Facebook that, f- that people were getting so pissed, but that it kept getting more views because of it. So Joel's like, we're going viral, baby. I'm going to keep putting it in all these Christian groups on Facebook. And people were getting. Yeah, they were not happy. People were getting pissed. Dude. Yeah, they were. Commenting all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were well because the devil. Yeah, you're sitting there talking about cocaine <laughs> and yeah. uh, playing ping pong, uh, beer pong. <laughs> yeah, I was playing beer pong with the chalices. Yeah, and yeah, believe it or not, the um, the Catholics did not all love it. Yeah, they, especially they, in the br- the uh, bread basket. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, wild. Yeah, but yeah, we started doing those sketches, and I just like doing different stuff like that from time to time, just to. You know, just to kind of stretch and just get creative. Yeah. You know. They did one with your uh, all, all your buddies for um the Connors. You had a bunch of Connors in the same room. Yeah. But uh-huh. um what what was that? Uh it was your, uh, Oh, it was the, guys from your hometown. The, the spoof on um on Queer Eye. We yeah, called yeah. it uh I think it was straight. It was basically like I feel bad that I don't remember the title now that I, you can't. I don't remember it either. I can't uh I, yeah, that's what I was trying to remember, the, the spoof. The, the concept was that take the show Queer Eye where they, they have these gay guys who come in and they fix up these people's lives and it's like this ama- amazing, inspiring story. If you had straight guys doing the same job, it would be a disaster. Right. Because they'd be a mess, they'd give horrible advice. Right. So well, you, that, well, that's what we did. The guy who hosted it, like had like a, a rager the night before and you're like <laughs> yeah. you're like perfect don't clean up anything yeah my buddy he goes no problem yeah he like wakes up i'm like dude i'm gonna be there at 9 a.m i like i'm knocking on his door for like 30 minutes and then he opens the door like what's your problem i'm like you're late dude i'm here like i've been out here for 30 minutes yeah don't look at me like i'm the asshole yeah you're like we're about to film a yeah. lot of people are coming here i gotta have everything yeah people don't get how annoying it to uh to schedule stuff obviously you do yeah you know? i get it so, uh, but yeah, like still trying to do some sketches here and there whenever I have time. It's just so, it's so tough to coordinate that stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, dude. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Brendan Donegan, follow him on all social media. And uh, once he uh, comes out of hiatus, we'll be booking him on a lot of shows coming up. Uh, for Brendan Donegan, I'm Soul Joel. Thanks so much. Thanks. See you soon. Peace.